We are live, Tyler. What is going on, guys? It's a beautiful Saturday here in San Jose. Tyler's live in Portland, and uh, after a, a lot of time, I've been looking forward to this for months. Um, we are going to officially bring to you our, our Western Conference win totals episode. I got Tyler for the West. I got my buddy Adam for the East. But Tyler's going to lead it off. Um, I'm excited, Tyler. Are you are you? How are you feeling, man? It's been a little bit since you've been on. You, did you miss me? Yeah, dude, I missed it. I mean, we kind of talked about doing different episodes, but um, it's good that we kind of waited this long. Yeah, camps have started up this week. We just had the media day tour happen. Yeah. Um, I I always love watching those those press conferences because you can actually learn a lot about what teams are going to do, and then you always have the the coaches saying that player XYZ is in the best shape of their lives and yeah. so on and so forth. But uh, there were a couple a couple tidbits from the press conferences that I want to get into once we start talking about yeah. the teams that I thought were interesting. Uh, definitely, and I, I already kind of know where you're headed. Uh, but I, I feel like there's finally been that tangible, tangible shift towards the NBA. Obviously, people are still hyped on football. I'm still hyped. There's nothing better than spending your Saturday and Sunday just sitting there watching football. But there's with those press conferences, we literally have preseason basketball this week. Training camps open. You know, your your Instagram just has a little bit more basketball in it. And it's as we creep closer and closer, um, we're just going to get that much more excited. So today, um, before we jump into it, basically, we the, the NBA, 30 teams is too much to do in one episode. So I'm going to break it down. I'm going to do the East with my friend Adam on Monday, um, but I'll release this today. Today's Saturday. This will be out Saturday. East will be out Monday. Um, and me and Tyler are going to go team by team. We can, um, we can, there's obviously you can play the over, the under, you can leap because as this year, I'm going to really make it a focus where I'm going to, I'm going to give you my bets. I'm going to let you know what I'm playing, what I'm thinking. And so for this, it's going to be the same thing. So we're going to give you the over, under, if it's a lean or if it's like official play, like I'm putting my my money on this, we'll clarify that. Um, and then some of these are going to be like, hey, I'm going to pass. I, I don't see value on either side. I would lean this, but I'm going to pass. Um, and then at the end, I don't know, if Tyler, if you're going to be tracking your bets, but I this year will be tracking my bets on the action on the action app, I still haven't found, I was telling Tyler, <laughs> I was trying for about 30 minutes to figure out how to input my futures, but I will figure that out down the line. I will post my my action network link um, in on Instagram or Twitter, so you guys will have access to that. But anyways, excited to get into it. Tyler, you, you ready to do this, man? Let's do it. All right, we are live back. We're getting into it. Um, Tyler, I don't know. See, that's the thing, too, because I took these numbers straight from my book because that's what I'm going to be betting on. But so there might be just slight differences here and there. Um, Do you want to do it? How do you want to do this from top to bottom? You give a team. I give a team. Let's just throw out random teams and kind of dive into it. All right, Tyler, you lead lead us off with any team. And, and tell uh, me the number. Tell me the number yeah. that you have. Uh, I kind of want to start with like something that I, I guess one of the teams that I feel are is a strong play. Um, I like that. 
So let's go with one of the younger teams, uh, the Grizzlies. Your book had it at 27 and a half. Correct. Uh, I thought that was really low. They they won 33 last year, and they only got better. Uh, so I'm not really sure why that total is so low. I get that the West uh, is really deep, obviously, and it's going to be really competitive, but I think their guys get you know a year better, and I, I don't think that they – they lose more games than they did last year. What, what do you think? Dude, Tyler, respect, man. Like, I was going through these conferences, and this was the one that stood out to me too. Because, um, I and again, I, I'm not going to play 10, 11 futures. I feel like it's smart to play probably six at most. And the Grizzlies are one I'm, I'm considering playing. Um by the end of this talk, I will let you know. But I agree. I mean, last year, you, you look at a team that won 33, and yes, you can say Conley's gone. I think that's why that number's sitting at 27 and a half. And is that what you're seeing on your book, too? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that number, and it was, it was yeah. kind of like 27 and a half, 28 and a half. It's kind of gone back mm-hmm. and forth. Um, but, of course, they lost Conley, um, and it doesn't look like Iggy's going to be a part of Memphis's future. Yeah. But – they're really young, and they, they have some solid pieces, and they brought JV back, and yeah. they have Triple J, who's healthy, it seems like, going into mm-hmm. the season. I, uh, think, I think for me, a, a lot of times, you know, when I look to, to, to see a team that I think the Grizzlies are, they fit all the boxes in terms of what you need to hit in terms of getting value on 28, because I think... They lost their best player, so in the public's mind, boom, they're they're going down, right? But the team as a whole, maybe they didn't get better overall, like immediately. But I I, I don't think it's crazy to say that they got better. The coaching staff remains the same. They have this system, and you never are going to have to question whether or not the Grizzlies are going to play hard. You know, and it's not just. Every team plays hard, but they're going to be locked in every night. I, I really agree that this line is way too low. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to be a good team. But I would have but this line. Better than 27. Yeah, I would have this line closer to 31, 32. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I thought it was going to be around 30 and a half. Where, yeah. That's you were saying. Uh, and, 100%. I mean, Kyle Anderson was hurt last year. He's got to be better than whatever he was. They gave him a lot of money to come in. I don't think he's probably worth that. But with San Antonio, he was a solid rotation piece. And um, they brought in Jay Crowder, who's been really solid for Utah the last couple of years. And Tyus Jones came in to kind of, kind of fill that void at point guard. And they, yeah. drafted, they drafted Jaw, and Triple J comes back healthy. Uh, no, I agree. I think this, this lines up because I never like to take – um, a team that is really valued by the public because the books know that and they're going to inflate the line. And so I think this is the opposite of this. I think totally the, opposite. the Grizzlies are – because they didn't have Conley. They didn't have JV for a – they didn't have Gasol for a large portion of last year. This is a team that finds a way to win games. It's a coaching staff that understands the importance of defense. You've got a guy like Jaron Jackson getting a year better. You've got guys that really care about winning. Um, and, and you bring in a guy like Tyus, Jaw, it's not the most talented team, Jay Crowder. People forget they have Jay Crowder too. So um, I, I'm 
he was really good last year for the Jazz. Yeah. And, I, and he finally had like a fully healthy season, you know, like it yeah. wasn't injury shortened at all. Yeah. Uh, but to I, me, I like the Jay Crowder edition. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, I'm with you on that. Again, he doesn't swing the needle that much, but like he's a guy that, that fits that type of culture. So for me, it, I, I agree. This is an official play for me. I'm gonna have money on the over 27 and a half wins. I, for me, we still got to figure out because I think there's different because you know how I don't know how you guys do it, but for me, I bet a unit, right? And I'm not a big dog yet. So like a unit for me is $20. But for futures, I feel like each play is going to be like 100. You know what I mean? We'll get there okay. down the line. But Grizzlies, okay. I am playing for I will right. I will have a hundred dollars on the Grizzlies over. And over can I put that as like a strong play? Like I, no, I yeah. firmly believe that that they're that gonna should, be for that. I, I would be shocked. Like like that's this is one of my stronger plays too. I'm glad we're on the same page. We didn't talk about this before. So uh I like the fact I that like you that can way. and I guess we can oh, yeah. lead this into our next one because okay. because for me the next one a team like the Thunder sit, is sitting at a total of 31 and a half minus 140, super juicy. And I would take, I wish there was a way to like, can you take the Grizzlies over the Thunder at plus odds? And I would hammer that because you probably can't actually. I, I'm sure there, somewhere, there's yeah. we were talking about it before we kind of customize your own bets that you want to make. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, the more I look at the Thunder roster, the less impressed I get. Uh, Their total sitting at thirty-one and a half minus one forty. It's just weird that I, I don't I don't know I I put it as an under, but definitely not a play. I yeah, no, exactly. I, I don't know what they're gonna be like. They lost so much. Yeah, from last there's year. so much uncertainty. I'm not playing this officially, but if you had to play the under or play this, it's definitely got to be under. They've lost so much that they have. It's just such a different team, and and you're gonna see it's tough with a lot of these over unders because this year I feel like of all years is a year that just so much has changed. Like a lot of these teams are not even close to the team they were the year before. So I, I think Dude, the thing is, is like if you look at this roster top to bottom, they they're like bottom three in terms of talent in the West. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, was it with you? I was on a podcast where I told you, like, this could be the worst team in the West. And you're like, oh, man, I don't know. And, and it, it was definitely me. But, like, the more that I looked at it, it's like the Mavs have more talent than they do. Oh, the that's Grizzlies not close. have more talent. Yeah. The Eagles have more talent. Because I don't. I mean, maybe the Suns, maybe, but, like, the. No, uh, Suns have more talent, probably, too. And, and you look at it, it's like Chris Paul, you can always mark down that he's going to miss at least 15, yeah. 20 games with some injury. And then when you look at it, it's like, okay, they have Gallo, who was really good last year, but he's had injury issues. And then it gets really thin offensively from there. I mean, I think defensively they're pretty solid, especially with getting Roberson back. But like, yeah. is SGA going to be your, your focal point? Or do you kind of try and feed Steven Adams or let Schroeder kind of do his thing? But there's just not a lot there. Yeah. They have like Muscala and Terrence Ferguson, Nerlens. No, it's just weird. It's, it's not. a weird compilation of players. Yeah, I I think you could look at a team last year like, I mean, you you look at a team like even the Mavs last year, 
which on paper probably had a tiny bit more talent than this team. And they, like, I just don't see any way in which this team wins 30 games. I mean, I mean, you could. I could see a way. But uh, the Pelicans last year won 33 games, you know, and and they were worse than this team. So, yeah, I will say I think that division uh, better than this team. Sorry, I I think that division. I mean, top to bottom, I think it's probably the worst out of the three, in my opinion. Um, But it's still. I mean, you got Blazers, you got the Nuggets, but then it's like the Thunder and the T Wolves. As opposed to like the Pacific, who has one bad team, and the, the Southwest, who has one bad team. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I agree. But I think I don't know how that breaks down. But like, do, dude, they're just gonna have a tough time yeah. against teams that are just blatantly more talented. Yeah, and uh, less injury prone. To be honest, they don't have a hundred percent. This is this team reeks like it has all the makings of a team where guys get hurt early. And they, they throw the they, they shut it down like by the yeah. All Star break and and they have nineteen wins coming. So I'm again <laughs> to to really for me to play something I'm gonna have to really like it. I, I don't think this is not one. Of them. I don't think I can put money on this. But if you're looking to play this, hit the under. You can get it at good odds too. I think you can get under thirty one and a half on my book at least. At even odds. So, moving on, um, Tyler, give me your next team. Okay. Um, this team is tied for tops in the West for victories, the Jazz. And you know how much I love the Jazz. Been, been talking them up the last four months. But I think 54 and a half is too much. Um, they had 50 wins last year. They brought in Conley. But I just think the West is too competitive. Like, there's not going to be that team that just runs away with it, I don't think. Um, yeah. So I have under. It looks like your book kind of likes the under as well with the 54.5 being even. So I'm not even sure how confident they are the Jazz can get to that point. But they won 50 games last year. Obviously, they brought in an all-star with Conley. But um, like they're going to have to battle with Denver and Portland. And, and then against the other heavy hitters in the West, I just don't see them winning 55 games, you know? Dude, and I wish we didn't get to uh, all our plays so early because we're, we're really on the same page early on. Again, a lot of the way I look at these things and, and how, how I can try and find value is look at the way people are perceiving the different teams and the books factor that in. And this is another one of those where it's like, People are all on the Jazz, and I get it. Like, they did a lot this year. They got better. But people were all hyped on them last year. They had a really good team, and then the the conference undoubtedly gets better. And last year alone, they already they won 50. Um, and they're always that team that, like, they don't start off that great, and then they, get, they hit a groove, and then they go. Um, so for me... It's tough. I, I really want to make the under an official play, and I've I've been back and forth on it. But for you, I guess for for you, you I I haven't really made it clear for the listeners. Are you going to be putting money on these on these official plays that you like? Are you putting money on the Grizzlies over? Maybe I've never actually done any futures plays. Okay, so you're still. I, I just think that, I just have a very like. Um, 
I don't know. I, I maybe I just don't have the patience for it. <laughs> but, I feel it. I, I don't know. I have a book where you don't even have to pay up front, so it's like I'm locking those in, and then when they when they come in, they come in. Um, but again, I, I think for me right now, and I will let people know if I officially play, I think I'm going to lay off this, but it's a very heavy lean on the under because I think people don't quite realize how much is going to need to happen, how much they're going to have to integrate things. And like you said, the West is so much more well-rounded than it was last year. Yeah, to win I would put fifth, him at, at the two spot in the yeah. West last year, and the West just got better. So oh, a hundred percent. Only only two team, or sorry, I guess three teams won fifty five games last year, um, yeah. and two of them were in the East. The Warriors, yeah, the Warriors. won fifty seven, and it's like to win fifty five, you're really gonna have to be having it together all year. And like, if you even have a stretch where like Gobert's hurt or Donovan's hurt or Conley's hurt, like. 50 a lot has to go that's what i'm saying like it's doable 55 is doable but a lot is gonna have to go right for them to hit 55 so um for me i'm also they just don't get to play um like the teams in the eastern conference yeah they don't get those cake for sure yeah um i I agree with you though i really like the under 54 and a half i also don't like doing minus 140 like that's a pretty juicy because if i'm putting 100 on all these futures like minus 140 I, I might i honestly would rather hit 53 and a half at a better price but that's uh, another reason factor into why i'm laying off but very heavily okay. like the under um let's go to a team like the mavs um okay. their total sitting at 40 and a half and I, I these are super interesting because it's like for me for i guess for me this is a pass I think I, on you can look at it at two different ways. I feel like, and both are fair ways, which is for me why I'm gonna pass. You can look at it like, okay, last year they were kind of in the run for a while, and then they fizzled out as soon as they traded four KP because it was like, okay, we're we're done. Like, but for a while, like they were kind of angling for that eighth seed, and overall, even with not tanking the last thirty percent of the season, but not maybe not having the best team, they still finished overall with 33 wins. You would think now a year better with Doncic, adding a a generational talent like KP, and then just having a year and and having a good coach um, that they would be a lock for probably 42, 43 games. But I just don't think you can say with confidence that you know where KP is coming back. Um, yep. And for me, that's why I lay off because it, it really is going to come down to how healthy he is. And if he's healthy, this team, if he's really like healthy, healthy, able to go cut off that ACL, this team should should definitely win more than 40 games. But we don't know that. So for me, well, that's that's where I'm at. Well, how do you see the Mavs? There's a couple things. I kind of, with Porzingis, it, it'll, it'll be a slow adjustment. I do not think they're going to sprint out of the gate. Um, and I think he'll probably hover around 24 to 27 minutes for the first month or so to kind of see how he meshes back into things and see how he's feeling. Um, I like Brunson. I, I'm not sure he's going to be a great NBA player, but he's fine. Luca's unbelievable. Uh, but outside of that, I just don't love the rest of their 
core, you know, like they're the guys, the, the other seven or eight guys that they're going to run out there with. I think they're below average NBA players. Yeah. Um, like just a bunch of like meh guys like Hardaway and Powell and D'Lon and, you know, See, Cleaver and, and some of those Seth guys Curry. I like, honestly, I, I like them for sure. as role players, as role but players. It's like, some of those guys are going to have to start. And a lot of those guys are going to take on bigger roles with Porzingis probably not getting up to 30 minutes for a while. Right. So, and they're in one of the tougher divisions in basketball. It's I, I have it as under, uh, again, probably another pass, but they won 33 last year. I like that. I like that Eight games. Eight games is a pretty big jump, um, especially with the uncertainty surrounding Porzingis. Got it. I think it's a pass. I think there's really no way for us to really know. And again, if Doncic or KP get hurt, like you're done as a team. But I, I think I lean over just because he's taken a year off. He's got to be somewhat healthy. His mind is on basketball. And and I, I really just trust Carlisle as a coach. I think he, to be honest, if I'm looking at that division, and I, I like looking at divisions a lot because obviously that's where they play their most competition, they probably have the least amount of depth in that division. Even behind the Grizzlies. I mean, it depends how you what you consider depth. Like, down low they've got depth. On the wings, they're, they're a little shaky. Um, but at guard, they're good. It just doesn't scream confidence. Like yeah, but I think Justin I think Justin Jackson. No, I know, but like if you look at the Blazers last year, I feel like it was a similar thing. Like I feel like the Mavs can get the most out of who they have there because of Carlisle and because of the system. Like I feel like they can get the most out of guys like Seth, like Tim, like Kleber, like Powell, like Dorian Finney-Smith. Like they know what the system is. And what's expected out of them, and they're better at being in their role. Guys like JJ Jalen, Delon are gonna, you know, be a part of some leading to wins. I think that's again. I'm passing on this. This is a tough yeah. one. Okay. Um, okay. But I could definitely. There's definitely an argument for the under too, um, because again, outside of KP and and Doncic, you look and you're like, okay, what yeah, else is there? What else is there? You know? But again, I think it's. Those guys know how to play around those two. Um, but I think that lineup 40 and a half is really interesting. I think that shows a lot of respect, honestly, to KP um, and and how much they think of the books. Vegas thinks of him as a player. Um, yeah. Because, because we never really saw him win in New York. But um, I love that. We're going to pass on that, so um, you... Let's go into the, uh, let's in. go into the Pacific. We've had no teams okay. out west that we've talked about. Um, let's... Let's... You want to talk about the Clippers? Yes. I... 54 and a half. Ah, God, it's crazy they won 48 games with the team they had last year. Yeah. It's really bizarre. It is. I, I was going back last, because obviously you got to look at the standings, and... I was uh, I was like, what? Did they really win 48? I love the way that team plays. They're so fun to watch. They're just scrappy. They're guys that have just been kind of thrown away in their career that are just like, <clears throat> like fuck that. I'm done with that. Like, I, I'm going to, you know, bust my ass and make the playoffs as a team that was supposed to be in the bottom third of the West. And then they obviously bring in Kawhi and Paul George. And to be honest, 
I put the under on this. Definitely not going to play uh, on on this on this um, on this bet. But the only reason I did was because I'm unsure of how healthy Paul George is coming to the season, and I think that Kawhi is probably going to miss 15 or so games yeah. minimum. Um, but you saw that the guys they had last year can carry that weight. But you know they they lose SGA and they lose Gallo, who were a big part of their offense last year. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think a, it's a big number. It's a really big number for sure, attainable. But I just don't think I would put money on it either way. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, again, there's just with a lot of these teams, like I said, you don't. We've never seen this team play together, um, and I don't think you really need to have seen this team play together to to be like, okay, this is going to be a good team, but. 54 and a half again is a pretty hefty number for a team that is dealing with two two superstars that have not been the healthiest over over the past couple of years and again like you touched on they have guys who can handle the load this is a team that won 48 without PG and Kawhi last year um but I feel like there's a little bit too on too much uncertainty with the health this conference is amazing one of the best conferences, like top to bottom, I think we've ever, ever. seen in the game. Um, this and, team is so awesome, dude. Oh, They're... it's it's such a fun team. It's a team you make, like growing up in high school, that you'd make in like two K and be like, oh, For this sure. would be so sick if we had this. Um, and Doc is a is a guy who's going to value his players' health more than anything. So I could see a lot of. Uh, load management this year and so that, that's why for me it's it's a complete pass i would lean the under if i had to play it um if if load management was out the window even in the tough western conference i could see them pushing 60 games to be honest like, yeah, i mean talent wise yeah i just i don't know i again we've seen teams in the past like come together as super teams and it takes a while to figure it out so I uh, I think that might be the case even with the Clippers. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they'll have trouble. Like, I, I don't think it'll be like, oh, are they going to make the playoffs? Like, but well, it, it it might just be the thing where sixty they, games is a they lot. They lock up a playoff spot and they kind of, depending on the matchup they want in the first round, they kind of take their foot off the gas pedal and then everybody goes, you know, balls to the wall once they once they get to yeah. the playoffs and they might be the scariest team in the West by that yeah. point. You know, I, as a three seed or a four seed, they, yeah. the, I don't think the one seed really matters that much because I don't think there's that much of a difference between yeah. you know the fourth, the four seed, and the and the eight seed in the West. Yeah. I also think that some of the load management and Paul George, like some of the injury concerns, are definitely factored into the line. Like I don't oh, yeah. think it'd be fifty four and a half if they were confident that both were going to play for the majority of the season. So I think that's it, why it's it, there. It, if they were, what do you think they would have put it at? I mean, if there were no concerns at all about load management and, and both were coming into the season just like completely and utterly healthy, probably it's closer to 56, 57. Um, but I think that's why those two games are factored in there, and I will happily lay off. Yeah. Um, all right. What's your next one? Let's see. I, again, I. I don't want to do all of our plays, and I'm and I'm still considering jazz. By the end of this episode, I will I will have decided if it's an official play. Um, but let's for now let's go let's go to another tough one. Um, let's go to the Pelicans, and we've we've done a lot of Pelicans talk over, you know, the set six or seven podcasts you've been on. 
Um, but this is another team that we've never seen play together. And I, I guess I'm already kind of hinting at it. I'm off. I'm going to lay off because I don't know. Um, but my total sitting at 39 and a half. What's your sitting at? Yeah, it's, it's the, it's the same. I, it's such a tough, that's the perfect number. I think think that's where the number should be. I mean, I, again, gun to my head. If I had to pick something, I would pick under just because I think they will start out slow while they're figuring out their roles. This is going to be such a tough coaching job having to figure out. I mean, they, they have 10 players. 11 players that have played legit NBA minutes in their career. Yeah. And they're going to have to kind of figure out the pecking order. It's yeah. be a weird adjustment period. Uh, exactly. And then, but then some people would point to, Oh, they're literally 10, 12 deep. So much talent, you know, like that, that talent is, is great. So that's why you get a team like the Mavs where the, the structure is completely different. It's two stars and then role players around that who know their role. Whereas now this team is like, we don't have any star stars, but we have 10 to 12 guys that are are really solid. Obviously, guys like Drew, who's more – he's going to be the number one option. Guys like Zion, who who have star potential. It's so tough. I think you got to – I think there's more stock in, you know. Well, let's actually look at it. Like, Let's take a, a dive into what it would look like. I am really worried about their shooting. To be completely honest, I mean, Redick and Drew are always going to be consistent, but Ingram hasn't proven he has a shot yet. Neither has Hart. Lonzo, you have concerns with. Um, then you kind of have Etuan Moore, who's a good shooter in his own right. And then Kenrich Williams and Darius Miller. Frank yeah. Jackson. I mean, I don't – they're not yeah, an elite shooting team. They're not an elite shooting team, but – I mean, I, I feel confident enough. If obviously JJ is one of the best shooters in the game, but if Etwan's open, he'll knock it down. If Drew's open, he'll knock it down. Kenrick Williams played actually solid minutes for him last year, and I think I think Ingram is um, he's going to get better and better as a standstill shooter as well. So I hope so. I love Ingram. I do too. I do too. Would you take him or Brown long term? Jalen. Yeah. Oh, Ingram. That was my question last one. Easy. I, I, I think it's very easy, to, and that's coming from a, a Laker fan, but um, when he's healthy for stretches last year, he was dominant. Absolutely dominant, and I don't think we've ever really seen that from Jalen, at least offensively. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally had a 10-minute debate over it, so I, I don't want to get too deep into it. But Dude, that, that was actually it. super cool that, that you had uh, like a national writer respond to that. I saw Sarge kind of lob the question out there to you. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I didn't even know. Like a, a real response instead of just a basic annoying Twitter response. It <laughs> was all about it. You I loved it. I know. That. It was cool. It was cool for sure. I, I'd never heard of him until that. Did you but know? He's a, he's a, I, I follow him, but I, is he like a, he's like an East Coast Celtics guy, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's like a lower key. Um, yeah. That's cool, though. But it was cool. recognition. No, for sure. For sure. Slow climb. Slow <laughs> climb. Uh, um, so for you, are you you lean under again? There's lean just under. there's a million things up in the air that we don't really have a clear you know, idea. We know though, like this team could, you know, come out of the gates flying, and they could with the talent they have on the roster. I feel like they could definitely win 44, 45 games. No, that's why I'm staying away from it. That's, I just don't know. That's not out of the question at all. That's exactly why I'm staying away from it too. So 
Um, we're going to take a quick break and then come back strong. I've got at least one or two more official plays, and then uh, yeah, we're going to have to. All right, we're back with uh, – we're back here to, to finish up. Or I mean, we still got a long way to go. Um, but let's recap. So, so far, we've got the Mavs. We got, a lot of unders. <laughs> yeah, we got Tyler leaning under, me leaning over, but really – there's too much going on here. We're going to pass. We have the Clippers sitting at 54 and a half. Both of us leaning under and passing because, again, just so much going on on the injury side of things, the load management side of things. Um, Pelicans leaning over for me, leaning under for Tyler. Similar reasons. We're going to pass a ton of things that, that just need to be figured out, and we could easily see them you know, putting it all together and winning 45 games but also see it not go that smoothly with – I mean, think about that, dude. You have 10 guys or so that are used to playing starters minutes. Yep. You, you dude, can't – I mean, like, I mean Moore is going to get less than 15. Kendrick's oh, yeah. Less than 15. They've got to know that. But then you got – you have Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, two guys, J.J. Redick, Brandon Ingram, Derek Favors, Zion Williamson J- – I wonder how how often they go small ball like Zion four favors five. Just overall, the their rotations are gonna be very interesting to me. Yeah, like like I know you said it's a tough job and it is, but Alvin Gentry has a fun fun job this year. Um, and then we we went lean the under pretty heavily for me for the Thunder at thirty one and a half. Um, I think Tyler and I were on the same page there. It's like. A pretty heavy lean, but like 31 and a half is not a lot of games. Um, and I could see, I mean, if things all go really well for the Thunder, I could see him. They're not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they just have too many guys that have injury histories. Yeah. And the two best players they have are both injury prone. Yeah. So. I, I probably might. <laughs> I'll let you guys know if I hit it, but it's. I want to hit it. I want to hit it the more. And then um, under fifty four and a half for the Jazz. I uh, I'm probably gonna officially hit that. You know what? No, we're making an official play. I'll put money on it after we we finish up. But like fifty five wins in this conference. Like, how are you gonna have? And again, we we understand that the you know the Clippers are gonna be resting guys and are dealing with injuries. But how are you gonna have them at the same total? Like. I get they added Conley and Bogdan or Bojan. They're really taking into account the load management and the injury. But they lost favors. Yeah, it's just too high. 54 and a half is too high. It really is. Yeah. Uh, there's another way about it. I would put it at like 52. I wouldn't even put it at 52. I put it at 51 and a half. 50, I, I put it at 50 and a half. Like a team like the Blazers at 46 and a half, you're going to put disrespectful. Eight games. No, there's no chance it's an eight game difference. Anyways, there's some there's some really interesting ones that we have left. I don't even think we've gotten a half. So, um this this portion of the episode will be a little bit longer. Um but give me you you lead us back off. Okay. Um let's talk about the Blazers every year. Just mm-hmm disrespect on disrespect yeah. every year they go over their total yeah they won 53 games last year did they did they get worse i mean they we talked about them before i think the, the pieces they they lost and the pieces they brought in make them better like 
Canner was good for them offensively, but I mean, he was a ghost defensively. He did nothing in the post. Um, and then they obviously lost Aminu. They lost Turner. But I think the guys they brought in with Bazemore, uh, the team's fun. Dame and CJ are great. I think Zach Collins makes a huge jump this year. Um, I, I just think 46.5 is too low. I, they always do it, and they always surpass that total every yeah, single year. It's weird. Last year, I remember looking at the Blazers being like, why is that total? Uh, last year, their total was at like 42 or something. Dude, the, Ridiculous. You know, five, you know, 538. Uh, like the, with, <clears throat> like the, the, the stats and, and data website, 538. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They put the Blazers' chances of making the well, – what do you think that they put their playoff chances at? For this year? Yeah. What I think they put it at? or what, How about I give you what I think it should be at, and then you tell me what they put it at. Okay. Uh, are we um, going odds or percentage-wise? Percentage-wise. Uh, they probably, I would say they have a six, I'd say a 74% chance. They put it at 33%. What? I don't know what the Blazers hate is all about, dude. Wait, what? They put their chances at the Portland Trailblazers have a 33% chance of making the playoffs and less than a 1% chance of winning the finals. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. Hate. I mean, do they think Nurkic is going to just miss the season and Whiteside sucks now? I don't think they're giving any respect to Whiteside, but like, even if even if you don't give respect to Whiteside, a sub... Who cares? That team is still so deep. That team just went to the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> like that's, Anthony Tolliver is like their 12th best player. I mean... It, like that team is loaded. It, it doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense to me. I still don't know if I can get on top of 46 and a half and put money because if Dame misses any time, again, you have Nurk out, there is probably some integration that needs to go on. But, I mean, 46 and a half, they should be around. I I would say they should win anywhere from 46 to 49 games. Yeah. Um, Maybe 50 if everything goes right. I'm, I'm staying off, but I'd lean the over. Just the disrespect. Are you officially playing that? I think I'm going to. Just because every year, like last year, they weren't supposed to be what they were, and they won 53 games and made it to the conference final. That's a a huge thing about it because Dame and CJ get better every year, and the culture's very solid there. Um, I'm with you. I think just gets the most out of his guys. He does consistently. He does. Um, All right, let's. uh, I'm gonna give you guys another one pretty quickly. I'm going to give you another official play. Okay. And I'm not sure where you are on this, but I am uh, officially playing the Kings over 37 and a half. I am too. I put it as a strong play. Yeah, like this is up there with the Grizzlies. I have some plays uh, in the East, but it's like... Why is it so low? Because the West got better? I think for me, I think again, it's all perception. I think they know the Kings are a little bit slept on. No one really, they didn't get the flashy free agent. But to me, 37 and a half is like, like I didn't, I was never a big fan of Jaeger. And I'm not still, I think Luke Walton still has a lot to prove. But I think he's coming into this year with a chip on his shoulder happy that, hey, I get to deal with a young, fun team. I don't have to deal with managing Braun. I don't have to deal with the L.A. 
bullshit. He's going to come in focused on helping that young team win ball games. And I, I don't see – I'm going to smash this. I might yeah. put two, 300 on it because it's like this, this team literally won 39 last year but faded off towards the end. This, is, this team is literally exactly the, team, the type of team you look for that takes a huge jump. You know, that last year was that that year right before, and then this is the jump year. So I think it's that low because they won 39 last year, got a new um, coach, and didn't make any huge changes, and the West got better. I think that's how, like, a, a public perception, like, what that looks like. But it goes so much deeper than that. And uh, Hopefully hopefully their defense will be better than, than Walton, but I, or better with, with Walton. Walton. Yeah. But – I mean, I don't think they slow down really at all offensively. I think yeah. Fox is going to be an all-star this year. I think Buddy Heald borderline, potentially. No, and then yeah. they just brought in Deadman. They brought in Ariza, uh, Corey, Joseph, Corey Joseph, Holmes. Yeah. I think Harry Giles is really good when he's actually on the court. They have Yogi Farrell who's solid. Like, this team is really good. I don't know yeah. why. It's Deion's going to take a have. huge jump. Bogey. I mean, you saw Bogey during the World Cup. Like that guy is no, just like he's no joke. Peace out. Like he's a piece. He's a real. He's an integral part of what they do. He's a wing, a legit wing who can play D, knock down, and distribute the ball. I think the Kings play the right way. They're all locked in based off of last year, where they just missed the playoffs, and. I think a lot would have to go wrong with Walton for them to not win 38 yeah. games. Um, so I will definitely the be on. Is, like, they're not one of those teams that has like the solidified all-star that they depend on for everything. Like I think if one of their guys goes down, I mean, other than Fox, I feel like they're pretty replaceable with what they have in their, their depth with their rotation. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ariza, Joseph, and Deadman were all are all three key signings. You then they've already were pretty deep. De'Aaron, Buddy, Bogdan, Harry, um, and, and I think Deadman is a, a big upgrade over Willie because he can hit the three. Yeah. Um, and rebound. I, I love what they did in the offseason. They didn't need to make. I mean, nobody was really going to go to Sacramento anyway. Any of the big hitters, but like, who cares? No, like, yeah. What they did to fill out the roster was awesome. Yeah. So I'm officially playing that. Um, for for all the reasons why I think you'll there's a lot of value. If I had to put the line, I'm I'm putting that this year at like 41, 42 and a half. Yeah. Um. Totally. They, they could definitely flip the record to like forty three and, and thirty nine. Yeah, a hundred percent. Forty three and thirty nine is very doable. Um. So. Okay. And that's like six six wins and one. I think the so my next one is. Yeah. Another strong, strong play, at least for me. Really? Because um, I, I don't have that many sh- – I don't know if I have a strong play. Uh, can I guess it? Sure. Do you think I know it? No. Maybe. Rockets up. Rockets under. No. Well, damn. All right. No, well, you give it to me. The, uh, the Suns under. Talk to me. They have talent. I, I like how they drafted – uh, for the most part, like I think Cam Johnson can play right away, but they were they won 19 games last year. I don't think they brought in enough talent 
especially in this Western Conference, to make a 10-game jump. There's nobody else in the league mm-hmm. other than the Clippers and the Lakers that are going to make a 10-game jump. Am I, am I wrong? Dude, I, I was wondering why the books have that so high. It's so high. And, like, the division they're in, I think, is the toughest in basketball because there's not one game they're going to be playing the whole year unless the Clippers or the Lakers completely load-manage their stars later on in the season. That's going to be a cakewalk in the Pacific Division. Not one. They're going to be heavy underdogs in every single game. I don't know how they win 29 games. Yeah, I think for them, I think they're just counting on another step. from Because they do have those young guys who take next steps and where they've been together now for a year and are starting to create that continuity. Um, guys like, obviously, Book, but Ubre, McCall, um, Aiton is the, the big guy I was looking at. Add Sarich, add Rubio, obviously. But I, I, it's tough. It's really it is tough to think they win 20, 29 games. I think it almost scares me in terms of why they have that so high. Is it Monty it, Williams? I don't know. It part of what scares me a little bit is is I'm not sure if you saw that clip of DeAndre Ayton where he's like. I need to shoot three pointers. Like I, I want to be a stretch the floor five, um, and I don't really know why he wants to do that. Like when he was in the paint, he was dominant last year, right? I think that's so just like, the centers now. They they want to feel like all the best centers do that now. So it's like I, I want. It, it just it is a little bit weird to me. Like I I don't think that's what they need. You know. I think he could do it though. Like he could shoot. Hopefully. I mean, he's a, um, he's a crazy talented player, um, but like the Rubio signing, as you know, makes no sense to me. I'm not a huge Sarich fan. I think Uber is solid, um, but just not a lot of pieces that move the needle, you know. Yeah. And they're they're young, super young team. Like Akobo, um, Diallo's young, Jerome's young, Cameron Johnson. Like they're gonna have young guys get a lot of minutes this year. I mean, Bridges is still young. Booker's young. No, no, no. The team is young. The Phoenix Suns are young. And so Uh, I I just don't – they're going to be better than they were last year. But the Western Conference is much better. And they're the worst team in the conference. So I'm just not sure how they win that many games unless teams have already locked up playoff spots at the end and they're just just foot off the gas. Yeah, no, what this makes me wonder is – because, uh, again, I'm looking at this from a value perspective of, you know, the, the overall skill level, what we what we think of the coaching, obviously last year factoring in some of what we've seen. But maybe they have, like, a soft schedule. Like, maybe the teams they play in the East, they're, like, they're catching all these teams, like the Cavs, Wizards, Hornets at home or something. Like, because 28 and a half is too high based off what we've seen. They don't just – Add Rubio, add Dario Saric, and like jump ten games. It doesn't make it doesn't add up. It doesn't. So I'm gonna stay away. I'm gonna lean the under very clearly, like you. Um, But do you like Ubre? Do I like him? Yeah, I like him. Scores a lot. Yeah, I don't know if. I don't know if he's – I like him as my starting three forever. But He'd be a fun six-man. He's a good six-man. I think he'd be a really good six-man, a three-and-D six-man. 
Okay. The thing is, they're paying him to be a solid starter. Unfortunately. Nah, yeah. Good for good for him though. He yeah. cast out. Like he. All right. What's yours? What's your next one? Um, which one do we want to go? We haven't gotten the most of the heavy hitters yet. Yeah, I think we only have really big dogs left besides one team. Um, let's go Rockets. Rockets okay. total sitting at fifty three and a half, and this is the most conflicting thing for me, dude. Like. On one hand, my mind goes, you have James Harden, you have Russell Westbrook, you have the two most ball-dominant players. We've talked about it. Um, on another hand, it's like, they, I, I really get a different energy from them. Like I, and I, I remember when Chris and James first, the trade happened, they, they talked about, oh, we're going to make this work. And I, I get that, that they're always going to say, they're not going to be like, oh, well, this isn't going to work. But I get this almost like, stoic like locked in i'm tired of all this shit that's been happening the warriors are finally done like this is our time to both change the narratives around us harden being hey i can't win and russ being hey i'm i'm actually not that good um i just sat past <laughs> like i think i really feel like they're both both like one they already are friends but like bonding over this everyone doesn't believe in me narrative and it sounds like D'Antoni's going to stagger the minutes. So there's not going to be huge issues in terms of like one standing in the corner while the other ISOs. I have a problem with that, by the way. I, I think that's how you got to do it though, because if you have them both on the floor for, let's say, okay, well, I guess let's start off and you tell me how you would handle their minutes. I think it's totally fine to stagger their minutes, but what happens when they get to game six of the Western Conference Finals against the Nuggets or the Lakers or the Jazz? Are you telling me that you're going to actually not have your two best players on the court together as much as you possibly can? No, no, I'm sure that that'll happen, but I don't think it's like literally Harden plays 12 minutes then Russ plays 12 minutes. I think it's just in order to maximize the both of their the shots that they're going to get, it'll be like, hey, they start the game. One guy comes out with like seven minutes left in the first. The other guy stays in the whole first. The other one comes back in, start of the second. And then same thing until I mean, you get to the, the four. Only, the only team that really I saw last year that did that well was the Blazers with Damon CJ. But like. No, but they, they did it where they took both guys out at the same time. So they're doing the opposite. No, dude, they, they would start the game. They would take CJ out at like the five-minute mark of the second quarter. Or uh, a dude, first quarter. they, they, used, the they did that first. the year before. I'm telling you, bro. No, I watched bro. almost all of their games. Bro, trust me. They Last year, they went to the full bench squad. They used to do that. The year before, they'd stagger Dame and CJ. And last year, you could CJ even talked about how it was an adjustment. Because before, CJ would, would run with – and maybe there were times this year where they did it, but for the most part, it was like – the whole bench played together. It was like Collins, Leonard, um, Seth, all like as a five, as a five sum, just coming in together. But, I need to fact check that, bro. No, you can. I, I can say it with with one hundred percent confidence. Obviously, there may have been. I'm not saying that CJ and Dame's minutes line up the whole year. They were only on the floor together, but even in the playoffs, like there was no staggering. It was like this is the bench group. They're, I trust them to, when they come in to do their thing, and then Damon CJ are back in. 
So you think that the staggers fine? So like when yeah. they get to the postseason, you, you think it's going to be fine? <clears throat> I see. Because the postseason is a little bit different. The the rotation shortens. Um, but I don't I don't think that just because they stagger their minutes for the most part in the regular season, that now when the postseason comes, like they're gonna be completely confused. Because there's gonna be plenty of times they're still on the court together during the year. Like the start of games, the end of games. I don't know. You would want you were you're saying you'd want them to have more experience playing together. I would want them to figure the it out. Play. Like they, there's, they're gonna take their lumps, and it's gonna be weird. But like, I would much rather them play together heavily in, in the regular season and have them figure it out to where they know how to play off one another by the time they get to the postseason. No, that's fair. I think they could do I, that though. While I they have them over, by the way, I could see them being the number one seed in the West. See, a lot of people are hopping on that, and it's getting it's it's so tough for me. I. I could see it like the Rockets, the Rockets are a regular season team, not in a mean, that sounds like, like I'm being a dick, but like it's a team that is built to win regular season games and that they've always done that. They always, they, they value the regular season. D'Antoni's always going to play his guys 37, 38 minutes. Harden will be in there with seven minutes left in the fourth, up 30 at home against the Suns. Like, that's just how D'Antoni does it. Like, so I I agree, like, in terms of the Rockets are always going to put stock in the regular season. That's why I think 53 and a half is where the line should be. But I also am like, this is a new team in a a very stacked West. I I think I'm going to pass on this, but lean. I don't even lean. I think 53 and a half is perfect. Yeah. But you I could see him winning fifty five. That's not out of the question at all. You're going over. I like I like that as opposed to the Lakers and Clippers. They haven't said anything about load management and their two best players haven't had a ton of injury history for the most part, you know? Yeah. Russ um, and Harden are gonna play thirty seven minutes a game, too. Yeah. Um, um and uh, what was I going to say? Capella gets a year better. Eric Gordon was great. Austin Rivers was great. They still have PJ, who is awesome for them. Um, I, yeah, I could definitely see them going into the playoffs as the one in the West. Yeah, I agree. Um, That's tough, though. I'm probably going to stay away. That that was probably for me at least. That was the toughest. Uh, the toughest selection. Yeah, I'm staying away. I think for me, the toughest is like Mavs Pelicans because you just don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm for sure. I'm for sure staying away. Um, all right, let's, let's just get to the Warriors, man. Let's just do it. I have, I have them over. I feel like I've kind of influenced that. I, I'm, I'm staying away. No, I, I just think that they did lose a lot and <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how Russell kind of comes with them. Yeah. There's, there's no telling how quickly they're going to bring Clay back. Um, and how he's going to be when he does get back. I think he'll be fine, but it'll be interesting to see throughout the season. But, like, I don't think they got 10 games worse than what they were at last year. I think that's, like, a dramatic a dramatic jump down. Yeah, I think for me, this is one of those stay-aways, too. And I've been very vocal about how much uh, I believe the, the Warriors have a shot this year. Um, I think it's just, for me... You never know with Steph. 
um, in terms of if he gets hurt, this thing's going to shambles. Um, I mean, maybe not shambles, but they're one injury away, whether it be Steph, Dre, or D'Angelo, from really struggling. Um, and I never want to have money on that. I, I want to ha- have some room. Um, I, I mean, I've talked about them so much. They are going to have an adjustment period. Clay's going to be should he's an Iron Man, but he should be out till at least the All Star break. I could see them winning forty seven games. I think they're they're going to be anywhere from forty five to forty eight, forty nine, um, which I hope 45. is enough. If they're at 45, they're fighting for a playoff spot in the West up until, like, the last week of the season. Right? Because if we – No, 100%. If the Pelicans can get to 43 and the Kings can get to 43 or 44 – I think, yeah. I think they're, they're around 47. I think 47 is right where it should be. Um, so I'm going to pass. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 100% pass. Dude, the, the Jazz thing is still throwing me off. It, it's so weird. That why? Why it's so high? Yeah. It's just so weird. Jazz are another uh, team that, like, I think really value the regular season. That the Jazz would like, the, all the them and their white fans would be going off if they were the one seed. Like, you know, that like, you'd see it all over Twitter. They'd have some cheesy right, like saying they have the most talent. Oh say. yeah. So I, I think they're just that's another team that really is geared towards, you know trying to do whatever they can to win as many regular season games as possible. Whereas like the Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, they are, they have more of the bigger picture in mind, you know? The thing is like with the jazz, and I know this is not talking about the Warriors and we got a little bit off topic, but I think even though they got Conley and hopefully Mitchell gets better than what he was last year, I still don't think they can win shootouts in the playoffs in the West. Yeah. They just don't have the same offensive talent that the Clippers, Lakers, Rockets, Nuggets, Warriors, Warriors. Warriors. Uh, I mean, even even the Spurs. Like, I think their offense is like right on par with the Blazers and the Spurs. You know? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, okay, let's let's go with we're and we're wrapping it up, and we'll do a recap. Tyler, again, appreciate you coming on. Um, but let's go to your team. All right. Let's do it. Uh, I have the Lakers over. I think 51 and a half. I, hmm. It's so weird how, how Vegas judges the Lakers. Uh, I, it's, I don't know. I That's probably a lot of bias coming into play for me. But Okay, I, you can't just say that, bro. These are well, supposed they, to be unbiased. Okay, so, so, so just the way that LeBron talked in the press conference about how it's going to run through AD and like, what was the point of even bringing him over to LA if we weren't going to run the offense through him? I do take a lot of stock into the fact that the Lakers didn't make the playoffs and LeBron didn't play on team USA for the world cup. And this is the first time in a decade and a half that he hasn't just had to beat his body down for an additional two months, you know? And so I think that the health concerns shouldn't really be there going into the season for him. And for all we know, they might do some sort of load management with the both of them, and it'll be a little bit of a weird process figuring out how they're going to play next to each other. But I love the addition of Danny Green. They're going to be great defensively. Um, The only issue that I potentially could see is what they're going to do at at the point guard spot. But if LeBron... Rondo! I I love Rondo, dude. 
I'm pretty sure Rondo had like the worst. Um, I forget what rating it was, but he was like the worst out of all qualifying players in the NBA. It might have been defensive rating, to be honest. And to be fair, like I don't think he really gave a shit last year. Once, Not at once all. they went down, <laughs> I think I think Rondo's going to be solid for you guys this year. I think he knows he has to be, and I think he will be. And I think I, I really like whatever experience Kuzma got playing against, you know, some other young talent on the USA team for as long as he did. Uh, he needs to be their third guy. He just has to be. He needs to be much more efficient than he was last year. Yeah. Um, third year jump. Yeah, I, I could see it. It's a real thing. Yeah. But, again, the point guard situation, a little bit iffy. But, I mean, if LeBron and AD are playing 70 72 games i think this should go over just because of the talent they have is more than most teams in the west gotcha no i'm with you i think for me um also by the way i love the fact they brought in a defensive minded head coach because the last half decade plus they have not played a lick of defense i was going to talk about that i don't i don't know there's just so much that they have to integrate. I like. I think I lean the over too. Um, it's it's probably a little bit low. I mean, to say that, I, I mean, fifty three games is like I feel like where it should be. Um, it's Braun and AD, and they do have a ton that they have to work out um, and and get integrated. But it's Braun, you know. Um, I, I like you said. I, I love the the point about Braun for the first time in so long. Did not have to go through the playoffs. Um, I think he's even more so than just the body side of things. Like he just missed the playoffs for the first time ever, um, and I don't think that sits well with him. He, from all accounts, just seems like he is locked in. So I don't know how much of that is going to translate towards like. Hey, regular. I think it's more gonna be geared towards the postseason, but uh, it's just it's just tough because you don't know what the load management's gonna look like. Um, I like that. I was talking in, in my last podcast. It, it was coming down to Clippers Lakers, and I think with Braun and AD, like when it comes down to it, like you probably gotta go them. So. Um, 51 and a half seems a little low. I'd lean over, but there's just too much. And I, I still don't know how – I don't know what the respect level is for Vogel in the locker room. And you have a lot of guys that are not the okay, most – am I crazy for thinking that Dwight Howard could work? What's defined work? Work, I mean like 15 to 20 minutes a game to spell JaVale and AD. And, I mean, if one of them goes down to an injury – I don't. I mean, if AD goes down, the season is not going to be as it was anticipated. But I think he could go in there and be fine, averaging like you know thirteen and eight. You know. Yeah. No, you're not. You're not crazy. Better, better than whatever Zubots was going to be. Yeah. No, you're. If, you if are not crazy. Lakers. I agree. Um, I he think, looks healthy. I think he. I think he's. Again, you can tell he's a little bit. He's refreshed. His mind is. He's been in a tough spot the past couple of years, um, yeah. like mentally it seems like. And it looks like he – I mean, we were talking about it. He is a tank, dude. Like, what? He is He's, so – his shoulders, dude. Yeah. He's got those JT shoulders. Yeah. He, he's locked in this year, I think. Um, I think and, he's going to be good in his role. we talked about it on a – I don't 
remember what podcast it was, but last year was just a wash. I mean, no one knows really what the hell happened. But the year prior, he was like 15 yeah, and 11 yeah, with and played 80 games. Yeah. So I think he, he he's a big get for them. I have no idea what was going on in Washington, what was going on with his butt, what was going on with the whole like <laughs> transgender like just weird. Yeah, shit. I don't know, dude. Weird. But like I, I I think he can be very solid in his role. I think fifty one feels a little bit short, but I think because it's fifty one, the books Vegas is is definitely anticipating some rest for Braun and, and AD. Um, and again, AD has man. not played through a season healthy once so yeah it's what obviously you could look at it now and be like that's that team should win more than 51 games but if 80's out for 25 30 of them that changes things completely um so i'm anybody, i'm laying off is there any coach you think the lakers should have hired yeah, I, I think it's tough i think the only one that braun respects right now is lou and i mean lou i it would sounds, have not been enthused if they hired tyron lou. yeah i I I I'm wasn't stoked really with anyone out there. So I kind of uh, like that they went away from like LeBron basically being the player GM sort of thing, making yeah. all the calls and shit. Like Vogel was not great in the playoffs, but I just like you could that. do worse than Vogel. And for sure. in Indiana, like he just didn't have the talent that the Lakers have now. You know, yeah. so maybe maybe the offensive side of things is better, and he's more successful in the postseason than he yeah. was there. I'm with you. All right, let's wrap up with the uh, last three teams. We got – and they're all very interesting. Um, we'll go T-Wolves. Okay. 34 and a half sitting on my book. What What is your book sitting what – what are they sitting at? 35. 35 and a half or 35 flat? Flat. Interesting. I have 34 and a half minus 130. And this is I'm a team under. that, like, <laughs> it's under. Everyone forgets about, dude. And see, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm for sure in hell not putting money on the over 34 and a half. But you look at a team like them who Covington was out for so much of last year, and he is a hundred percent an impact player at this level. He's such a good three and D guy. Probably in terms of just pure three and D's, I don't know if I could think of someone else better in on the wing um, at the three in terms of just that role. I think obviously you everyone knows how we feel about Wiggins, but it's another year to get better. And and it, as soon as Jimmy Butler left last year, it seemed like Wiggins and Cat just were kind of able to be themselves, and they won some games. They ended up winning thirty six last year. Obviously, it's a little bit tougher this year. Um, but I, I think 34 and a half is right about where it should be. Okay. Um, I think mine's just, I, I love Covington, but I just don't at this point. Um, I just don't like Wiggins. I, I just don't want to put stock into, into what he is as a player. Um, and I think cat's good, but it's just not enough. And the rest of the weapons they have are underwhelming offensively. Uh, I, I mean, was I was hoping that we could have gotten like I was hoping people were low on the T wolves like I was hoping we could like get like a like a, a thirty one thirty because like the West how much they improved and I, we didn't get that yeah. um, but I, I like I was hoping it would be like closer to like what they had the Thunder at 
Um, but 34 and a half, I think, is right where it should be. I think 35 games is doable, but now you start to get – I don't know if it's worth that. It's not worth a bet at 34 and a half. Um, yeah. But this is a team where Cat – Cat is very good at basketball. And so if you get the right guys around him, you get Teague to stay healthy – um, you get Covington to stay healthy, and then um, you have the right guys around him. And, and Culver takes a jump, and Wiggins plays well. And uh, Kogi obviously played really well last year, especially defensively. Like This team can win some games. This team is is going to be tough to beat in Minnesota. Um, but, yeah, I'm, la- I'm laying off 34 and a half. Or so. Okay. And then we have two more, right? Yep. You pick. Though. Let's do the Spurs. Okay. I, I really like both both of these teams. We still have left. I love both of them. Um, I do too. But four, 46 and a half. It seems high. It does seem high with how deep the West is. Like you don't really think of the Spurs. Like oh yeah, the Spurs. Like forty six and a half. Like I when I first thought about the Spurs, I thought they would be like 44, 44 and a half as yeah. their total. And, like, every year, they're just, like, winning 47 games, 48 games. Like, last year, they were 48 and 34 and didn't have their starting point guard. Yeah. Uh, This team might have the best overall depth in basketball in terms of talent they have. What do you think about that? No, I I fully agree. I think last year, you saw it. Like, they just found ways to win without their best – without not their best player, without their point guard. And now they get DeJounte back. White has taken – White has gotten so much better. And, um, and that that's almost like the benefit of not having Murray last year. It gave White that grew. opportunity to Derek yeah. White. And all of a sudden, he was like a force to be reckoned with in their yeah. offense. Like he's a, a mainstay in the rotation now. Those two figure it out. And it's like, this team could be very, very good. Um, and like you said, they're so deep. 46 and a half is right where I have it. I probably lean. I, I think you're right. I think you lean over this. This team could definitely win 47, 48 games. But in the West... It's weird like, to think about that with you, how loaded the West is. You, yeah. The West just has so many teams where it's like... If you even have a stretch of 10 games where you're hurt, like you're done. Yeah. So um, I'm not playing Man, over... They have a legit 12, 13 solid NBA players. Yeah. No, 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 and and the best coach. So, yeah. um, lean over on forty six and a half, but I'm not officially playing it. Um, all right, talk to me about the Nuggets. Fifty two uh, and a half. Fifty two and a half is what it's at. They won fifty four last year, and their players just get a year better. So I don't know. Yeah. See, I, I think this is one of the teams that's going to take the regular season very seriously. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where they can kind of capitalize and get over this 52 and a half mark when they're playing against teams that might not care as much about the first, you know, the, or I guess the regular season. Um, but they're another young team that has a great core that has playoff experience now. They, they were right there with the Warriors neck and neck the full regular season last year. Uh, hopefully Millsap's healthy going into next season remains to be seen with MPJ and, and the role that he's going to have in that offense. But Monte Morris was awesome for them. Malik Beasley, awesome for them. And then they brought in Jeremy Grant, who is great defensively and developed like a, a sort of mid range and three point game last year. Yeah. So I think that it's over. What are your thoughts? 
I uh, 100% agree. This is a, an official play for me. I'm going over 52 and a half. I don't know. I, I would have it closer to 54 or 55. Um, and again, a lot has to go right to hit 53 wins. I don't know what. I'm shocked. This is another one. I would much rather just have a prop where it's like Nuggets or Jazz. I'd Dude, smash I the Nuggets. I feel like it should be switched. I feel like yeah. the Nuggets should be 54 and a half, and the Jazz should be like 52, mm-hmm. 51 and a half. The, the Nuggets finally had their breakout year, and this is the year to build off of it. Everyone is back, and then you add Jeremy Grant, like you said, which I thought was such a big pickup. I, I this is I'm not going to overthink this. 52 and a half is too low. Every single player is getting a year better. Jokic, Murray, Harris. Um, they brought back Barton, right? Yeah, Barton's, Barton's there. No sense He kind of struggled a little bit at points in the playoffs, but like once he, once he just kind of became aggressive, like he was super passive for a while. And yeah, he was dealing with an injury. Yeah, and, and he had that injury, but like there were spots against the Blazers where he just took off, like he ran the bench unit. You yeah. Know? Yeah, and, and their backup center was literally playing for Team USA, and obviously that means is a little different this year. But like, yeah, but still, they're going to be a good team. So um, I'm I'm not just leaning it; I'm playing it. That's my last play of the video or the, like the pod. Um, and so for me, recapping, I have the over with the Denver Nuggets, fifty-two and a half. I'd be very. I'd. I'd think that total should be at fifty-four and a half, maybe fifty-five. I have the over twenty-seven and a half for the Grizz. Um, I have the over for thirty-seven and a half for the Kings, and then under fifty-four and a half for the Jazz. I'm playing all four of those. I like it. I like that you're going aggressive with the Nuggets. Yeah, a hundred bucks on each, uh, or. Whatever it is to win a hundred bucks on each, um, right. I think we were in agreement on a, really a lot of these. The only thing is, you are probably going to play the Suns and you're probably going to play the Blazers. Yeah, um, the Suns for sure, definitely. The Blazers and the Spurs are kind of like I think I'm going to stay away, similar to the Warriors um, and the Clippers. But Kings over for sure. For sure, for, for sure. For sure, for sure. If, if you have to pick one for me, it's the Kings. Yeah, I think so too. I don't... I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. It's just, it has to be the West and the West getting better and they just don't think that the Kings made the necessary improvements. I don't know if I buy that. But, and then I think the Grizzlies a little bit less strong than the Kings, but still, I like that. And yeah. then the Jazz under 54 and a half. I just don't, I don't see that. A lot has to go total. right for them to hit 55. A lot. Yeah. Oh, like a lot. And yeah. I, I think Donovan and, and Conley are going to have... And I think have... the favors loss was really big. Yeah. And yeah, they they filled that with Jeff Green and Ed Davis. And Ed Davis. Still like the team. Still no. think they're going to be really competitive. Still but I don't gonna think they're going to win in the playoffs. And I don't think they get to 55. That's a lot of wins. They win 54 games. You win that bet. And that's a really good season for the Jazz. Yeah, totally. Uh, like the, the two or the three in the West. Yeah, exactly. All right. So after this, I will, I'm going to, one, I'm going to figure out how to put a bet into the action network. That's a future. I'm going to post <laughs> this. To you, bro. Yeah. It sounds like it's uh, been putting you through the ringer. No, it, it really has. Um, but I'm going to do that. Get this uploaded. The East is going to be coming on Monday. 
I'll post it on Twitter and Instagram. The I'll, I'll do like a little note screenshot of the plays. Uh, what are you doing the rest of the day, Ty? I think that we are. I think Brian and I are going to go bowling. With, I think. There's with a like Radman Alley right across the street. Yeah, um, and they let you bowl. You pay for one hour, and you get to bowl as many games as you want in the hour. So the last time Brian and I went, we bowled five games in an hour. Was it just you two? Yeah, it was just, we yeah. were literally flying. My shoulder was hanging by the time we were done. <laughs> you see, what about you, bro? Dude, I played basketball this morning, and I got it took a fat bow to the head, and it ever like the rest of the day, I've just been kind of out of it. Um, like so, concussion potentially? Nah, I don't think I have a concussion. Like I can think clearly. Like I know what's going on, but it hurt. I have yeah. like a big old bump, so I I didn't sleep. I went to bed pretty late last night, so I think I'm gonna get a, a nap in. And then uh, we'll see from there. We it's still we still got to. I'll definitely watch some football, but yeah, nothing as fun as bowling. I'm uh, I'm excited to hear uh, the podcast on Monday, the Eastern Conference totals. Yeah, and I think I have a couple more. I mean, you already know I'm I've keyed on it a lot of times. Magic and Knicks, man, take that to the bank right now. But I have a couple more uh, sneaky ones. Are we re-upping with our fantasy league? Yeah, I think we we got to get Carl on that. Dude, by the way, hmm. North Carolina just tied Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to go put that on. Um, right, but thank you guys for listening. It's been another podcast. Me and Tyler enjoyed this one, and, and we're going to have a ton of a ton of betting and um, just daily fantasy and just content around basketball. Content. You know, as we get closer and throughout the season, I'm so excited to do this. Thanks again, guys. Have a great Saturday.